tonight, and I want to um, uh, make you all mad first. I want everybody on the two sides to come into the middle, please. I just feel like doing that. Just come over here to the middle. Then you can get mad at me real quick, and then we'll get over it. Because I want to be able. To, I want to really speak to you tonight. I really feel like this is a really, really important message. So just come into the middle, and Ephesians chapter four, verse seventeen. We got plenty of room in here. Amen. We got some people uh, sick. We got some people out of town. Am I good, Chris? We'll see. Right. All right. I can switch over if I have to. I won't move around too much. Ephesians chapter four. Joe is ministering in. Uh, or helping out a little bit, ministering in, in Carrollton tonight. Him and Brenda went over there to do the offering. Amen. So, so amen. We're, we're excited about that. Um, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17. I want to preach on this right here. Look up to the screen. Do not give the devil a foothold. Do not give the devil a foothold. And uh, I, want, I also had in my notes, if you give the devil an inch, who knows the saying? He'll take a mile. And that's, 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 that's saying it lightly to what the devil wants to take. So I want to speak on some things tonight that I think are really important because the devil's not playing games. Amen? He's, he's playing for keeps. He's playing for eternity. And um, we, we have to continue to fight con consistently and constantly. So I want to read some verses here, and I'm going to give you some other ones. Verse 17 of Ephesians chapter 4. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord... That you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their minds. So we see there that when we get saved, there's got to be a change. There's got to be a change. We continue or begin, sorry, to walk away from the way we used to walk when we get saved. We spend the rest of our lives walking towards Jesus and away from Satan when we get saved. And, and sometimes we are pulled back by the enemy. He wants us to come back and have fellowship with him again. He wants us to come back and hang out with him again. He wants us to come back and be buddies with him again. And for the rest of our lives, until we hear the trumpet sound or breathe our last breath, we are going to have to fight the enemy and make sure that we do not give him a foothold. Meaning we don't open the crack of the door for him to put his foot in. And, and we can do that in so many ways tonight. Having verse, verse 18, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling, there's a, there's a word that's dangerous, feeling, have given themselves over to lewdness. Another word for lewdness is lust, perversion, to work all uncleanness and greediness. But you, verse 20, have not so learned Christ. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you should put off concerning your, watch this, former conduct. The old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. Look at this. The old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. And look at verse 23. This is the key of the, of the message tonight. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man. How many put on clothes today? We have to put clothes on every day. We have to put on the new man of Christ Jesus every single day. 
How many ate today? How many drank water today? How many went to the bathroom today? How many took a shower today? How many brushed your teeth today? Did your hair today? Those are things we got to do every single day. We have to put Jesus on every single day. You, you, you can't take a day off from Jesus. You have to put on a new mind. Okay? And so he says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. The mind is the devil's playground. The mind is where the devil is going to speak to you. We heard at prayer. We heard at the offering. We heard at different times already through the service. Doubt. Fear. Things that come into our minds. We wonder where God is. We wonder what God's doing. We wonder when God's going to show up. Who's putting those thoughts in our minds? It's not God. It's the devil. It's the enemy. He's throwing those things in before us. He's using things around us to cause us to doubt. And I'm going to get to the answer of what we do in a second. But he says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Let's continue. And that you put on the new man, which was created according to God. Now watch this. In truthfulness, sorry, in righteousness and holiness. Righteousness and holiness. Just a few more verses. Therefore, put away lying. Let each of you, that was said in the testimony, each of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Watch this. Here's the title of the sermon up here. Nor give place to the devil. Nor give place to the devil. Now we blame the devil for a lot of things. And, and the devil does have a place in that. But we blame him when, he, when we open the door for him. Why are we blaming the devil for what he's doing when we open the door for him to come in? The devil says, you let me in. Why are you mad at me? So we don't give a place to the devil. We don't give him an opportunity to come in. Let him who steals, steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. But what is good for, necess for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers, watch this, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Amen? Amen. So I want to I uh, go over a few verses. I want to give you some things to think about tonight as you're there taking notes. Keys to Christian living, number one, is that we would be renewed by the spirit of our mind, that we would make sure that we're putting on the Lord. Uh, when we're being spiritual, in our most spiritual place is when we're most focused on God. I want you to understand that you cannot, again, i got to say this, you cannot take a day off from the enemy. Because he, he's, we, we sometimes relate the enemy or the devil to us as a person that needs to sleep, as a person that needs to eat. And, and one of the things that's important in life to understand is, is you don't have to fear the devil, but you better respect him. You have to respect too many, too many Christians don't respect the devil. I'm, and I say that in an understanding of if you don't respect your enemy, then your enemy is going to defeat you. You have to respect the fact that the enemy, the devil, Satan, has been around a long time. I don't care how long you've been a Christian. I don't care how long you've been saved. I don't care how, how, how many demons you've cast out, how many people you've prayed for the sick. I don't care how many testimonies you've seen. The devil has been around a long time. He has a lot of experience. And whenever we begin to, and that's why humility is so important in our walk. 
and casting off pride and making sure that we don't think that we're anything because when we begin to become prideful, listen to this, when we become to begin to come pride, become prideful, we begin to become like Satan because that is what Satan's downfall was. He was prideful and he thought that he was equal to God. And so we have to make sure that we stay humble in our walk and understand that how can I get to a place to think, well, I've arrived or I'm strong or I'm good. I don't need to pray today. I don't need to read the word today. I'll wait till Sunday. I've got a good understanding of this thing. I don't need to exercise my spirituality. How can we get to that place when the person we're talking about, not to give him credit, not to give him glory, but to give him respect, has made the greatest people in the Bible fall? Amen? He caused God's first creation to fall. He has been doing it for thousands of years. You talk about experience. And he's working harder now than he's ever worked before. Because he knows that his time is short. And so we have to make sure that we do not give a place to the devil or give the devil a foothold. What does Luke 10, 27 tell us? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. And what's the last one? All your mind. We've got to make sure that our mind is of Christ. We've got to make sure that our mind is lined up with God. Sometimes we think, in my mind, I'll do what I please. I'll read what I want to read. I'll think what I want to think. If we begin to think freely without reading the Word of God, if we begin to think freely separate from God's will, we're in trouble. We get on an island by ourselves. We get to the place where we, we are able to be lied to by the enemy because we get, and I'll get to this in a second, I don't want to get ahead of myself, we get lazy. Can I get an amen? amen. This is, this is I, I do this every year, and, and this is important. And we get around to coming to summertime, it is so easy to be lazy. It is so easy to get spiritually lazy in the summer. Especially for younger people that are in school, they want to break their mind. We, me and John, were just talking about this before church. They, 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 it's, it's understandable. They, they don't want to be around school. They don't, they don't want to read. They don't want to do those things. Be careful. Be careful that you put your guard down at any moment because the devil is looking for that place to come in. I'm not, this is not a message to scare you. This is a message to, to make sure you stay alert. So not a fear factor message. This is a message of truth because Satan is looking. The Bible says he's looking whom he can devour. He's seeking that open door. He's seeking that opportunity. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse four says, whose minds the God, small g of this age has blinded. So Satan can blind us. He might not be able to totally lie to us, but he'll blind us. He'll put something over our eyes so we can't see the truth. He'll put something in front of us, like social media, for example. He'll put something in front of us, and it doesn't even have to be something bad, but he'll blind us with things that will keep us from reading God's Word, from spending time with God, from making godly decisions. He'll, he'll blind us. Don't, 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 un, don't misunderstand and always think that, that when the devil's working, he's always causing, wanting to cause us to sin. He doesn't have to cause us to sin to cause us to fall. 
He, he wants to get us distracted. He wants to get us lazy. He wants to get us blindsided. He wants to get us uh, caught off guard. And so it's not always a sin thing. It's a distraction thing. And we're, we're, we have so much pulling on us today with social media. We have so, I was talking to someone this week about this, and, and this is why we're always tired. It's why we're always, we're always down, because we spend so much time on that phone. Can I get a better amen? amen? We spend so much time on that phone, and, and we, don't, we don't spend as much time as we need with God. And what happens is, I was talking to this, this friend of mine who's got a kid who's in college right now, and he does not do very well studying and we were talking about why he doesn't have any communication skills. He's a good kid. I know him. He doesn't have any communication skills. He doesn't know how to pursue a job. He doesn't know how to do anything because this generation, this millennial generation, doesn't know how to do anything but this. I mean, they've got strong thumbs. Amen? The thumbs are strong. But there's no communication skills. There's no reading skills. We're talking about how they've taken cursive out of school. People don't even know how to, this generation doesn't even know how to sign a check with a signature because they don't know cursive. I'm not, I'm not downing this generation. Thank God for technology. But we've become dumb by technology. And Satan is blinding us and causing us to become robots. Amen? He's become, we don't have any interaction skills anymore. That pushes over to our relationship with God. Because God, we don't talk to God through a computer. Amen. So, man, if we could talk to God through Facebook, we would be on fire. Amen. If we could get, if we could get an anointing for likes, man, we'd be on fire. Amen. If we could have a, a, a power of God come through us every time we posted something, we'd be on fire. But that's not the case. We can't talk to God that way. He wants us to talk to him with our mouths, with our spirits, with our minds. Amen. So sometimes we have to learn to think for ourselves, but think what the word of God tells us. So watch this. He says, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, would shine on them. So we have a world that's in darkness tonight. We're a world that's in absolute darkness. Now, now write this down. I'm going through fast because I don't want to take too much time on these particular verses, but I want you to write them down. 2 Corinthians 10. Three to five, many of you know this, for though we walk in the flesh, we don't war with the flesh. Meaning we have a physical body, but our battle is not with this physical body. It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments with every high thing. Listen to this, with every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We have to pull down every high thing that acknowledges anything that is more important than God must be cast down. Anything. Everything. Amen. Amen. And he says, bringing every... It's interesting that after all that said, I'm going to read that again. We walk in the flesh. Though we walk in the flesh, we don't war to the flesh. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're mighty in God to pull down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And watch how this verse ends. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Every, notice it did not say every action. Every thought. Every thought. Our minds are the devil's 
playground. If he can get us to think something, we'll do it. We don't do anything without thinking it first. And so we have to make sure that we have our mind on Christ. And I'm, I already mentioned uh, social media. We know, obviously, church, we know there's a lot of good. Like anything, there's a lot of good to social media. We are able today to announce things we could never announce for church. We, we can get to thousands of people through it. There's so many good things. But the devil, I'm telling you, we got to be careful with that thing because it's a dangerous thing that the devil can use mightily to get into our minds because you're there all by yourself. And, and you've got to ask yourself that question. How much of that am I letting into my life? How much am I focusing on that? How much am I concentrating on that without even knowing it? That's why when we did that fast in January, and we're going to do another one in September again, a lot of people fasted social media because it was their biggest problem. They didn't have a problem maybe with food or anything else, but they said, i got to get off this phone. i got to get off this social media. i got to make sure that I'm feeding my spirit, feeding my mind, feeding my heart, feeding my, my soul with the things of God. Because if you don't, at the end of the day, you know, I was thinking about this last night. Anything that you want to think about, you can. For example, if you want to think about violence, you can go watch violence all day long. All day long. Yeah. All day long. You can go to YouTube and you can find thousands of videos. And that video will tie to another video. And that video will tie to another video. And if you want to spend all day watching violence, you can watch it. If you want to watch sports all day, you can watch sports all day. If you want to watch um, pornography all day long, you can watch pornography all day long. You go find the video, to the video, to the video, to the video. Anything you want to watch. If you want to watch birds fly, you can watch birds fly all day long. If you want to watch hunting, you can watch hunting. If you want to watch uh, house hunting, you can watch house anything you want all day long. There's an, uh, there's, a, there's an endless supply of social media for you. Endless supply. But what are we thinking on? Have I gone through a day, have I gone through a day where I've spent more time in social media than I have in the presence of the Lord? Have I worshipped the Lord today? Now you say, yeah, I just worshipped at 7 o'clock. It's Wednesday. Amen. Did you worship this morning? Will you worship tomorrow when there's no church? Did you have some time with the Lord? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get into this in a second, why we have to do this. Because listen, this is, this is the key to this whole thing. Um, Satan, one of the ways Satan will seek to destroy our minds is with intellectual laziness. Intellectual laziness. I, and, I, and listen, this is something we all have to battle with. I was talking again to another friend last night that I said, even I in my studying have to, have to deal with this because back in the day before, t before all this pow power on Google and computers, I had to actually open up a concordance. I had to actually go look for the verses in a concordance and, and actually write them down with my hand. And now I can go copy and paste the verses that I find. Thank God it saves me a lot of time, but it can also cause me to be intellectually lazy. Are you all with me? We can turn into spiritual zombies. 
because we're so busy doing these other things. And we have to, I'm telling you, uh, we've got to be careful to make sure. Listen, I'm not standing up here like some people do, although it might not be a bad idea, and say you shouldn't be on Facebook, you shouldn't be on Instagram, you shouldn't use social media, you shouldn't watch TV, you shouldn't go to the movies. I'm not saying those things, but let me tell you something. If you spend too much time on those things, the devil's going to get a foothold in your life. And before you know it, you're going to be doing, saying, and thinking things you never thought you would. You never thought you would. Because there is a true statement, a fact, and it's, not, it's, it's cliche, it's been said before, but it's the truth. The devil is going to take you further than you ever wanted to go. We think, oh, I'm just going to give a little bit. That's saying, I'm just going to give a little bit. I'm just going to compromise a little bit right here. It's not that big of a deal. It's just a gray area. And that gray area gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then all of a sudden, you don't have any lines in your life. Come on, church. No lines. There's no right. There's no wrong. You're blinded. Nothing's wrong. Everything's good. It's all under grace. There's no, there's no, you don't see them anymore. Where's the lines at? Where's the lines? we got to be careful. we got to be careful. It's a dangerous thing. It happens really fast. And, and it seems slow, but it's really fast because he works a little bit. He's, he's, he's got a lot of time on his hands. He don't have to sleep. He don't have to eat. So he has a lot of time. So he'll, he'll be okay to get an inch today and leave you alone for a couple weeks. And then come back in a couple weeks and try to get another inch. He don't, he's got lots of time. He's not in a hurry. And before you know it, you, you, you've began to compromise things that in your life because you gave a little here and you gave a little there, and all of a sudden you're a mile down. He'll, he'll take you longer than you want to, further than you want to go. He'll keep you longer than you want to stay. Yeah. And his, his desire, church, his desire is not to hold you in a cell for a little while. His desire is to take you to hell with him. That's why we have to respect him. We have to be careful with these things. So, so intellectual idleness, sorry, laziness and idleness, that's something we all have to battle with. Idleness meaning maybe it's not a bad thing, but I'm idle. I'm not doing anything. I'm, I'm lazy. Listen to what Hebrews 5.14 says. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, those who by reason use their, watch this, of use, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Exercise. We have to exercise discernment. We have to exercise good thoughts. We have to exercise things. Now, this is if you don't get anything else out of this message, get these next couple minutes right here. Because this is so important. And I was thinking about this again today. We, we have it ingrained in us. And you hear it all the time. <clears throat> Sometimes you can hear it so much that it seems like, ah, come on, man. Come on, come on, come on. Stop saying that. You have got to read the Word. Amen. You have got to read the Word. Every day. Every day. Every day. And you know what? Here's, here's a good thing about technology. Your phone will tell you, you have been on that, that Bible for this amount of days in a row. It'll reward you. It'll clap for you. It'll tell you. It'll tell you. You've got to read the Word. And, and this, this, this is something that's, that's, that's really easy to get twisted. You've got to pray. 
Not just, oh, Lord, good morning, good, good night. And, and I'm not talking about that just, just the time you spend on your knees, but it's, the Bible says pray without ceasing. So that means that I'm exercising prayerfulness all day long. I don't stop praying. I don't have a, just a time of, there's a time of, of intimacy with God, okay? There's a time of intimacy with God where you're alone with God, just like couples would get alone by themselves, but they don't talk only at that time. They talk during the day. They talk during the week. We talk to God all the time continuously in a spirit of prayerfulness. And if you don't do that, guess what happens? You're not exercising. I was thinking about this with my mom. My mom is doing great, by the way. Thank God. She's, her pacemaker's great. she got stitches taken out. She'll be out of rehab Friday. She's feeling great. Her heart rate's great. But my mom's heart got weak because she's sedentary. She can't do a lot. And so every day that she sits in that wheelchair and does not exercise, her heart gets weaker. And that's where her heart came to a place where that muscle, listen, that heart is a muscle. Amen? Do you realize? Think about this. I was talking to the, to the owner of the gym that I, that I work out at. He, said, he was reminding me the heart is a muscle. And I don't know his spiritual status, but he, knew, and he said enough to say this. He said, God made us to live forever. Think about that. You go back to our original creation. We're supposed to live forever. We weren't supposed to die. He gave us this body to live forever. That heart that beats and pumps our blood is a heart that was made to beat forever but the reason our heart stops is because we don't exercise it. You have to take care of your heart. You have to exercise it every day. So you have to get up and you have to read the word. And so a lot of times you might think, well, we got, it goes back. Here's the thought. You go back and forth on this. Well, I, I know I got to read, so I'm going to read. But then I read because I didn't really feel like reading. And I, re I didn't really, you know, I wasn't really into it. But I read and then said, well, don't read if you're not going to read to get something. And then others will say, hey, you need to read at least a chapter. And you got everybody telling you all kinds of things. Let me tell you something. It'd be the same thing at the gym. If you go to the gym and they tell you, you need to do this exercise that way. And you need to do that exercise that way. And you need to do this muscle thing that way. Everybody's got an opinion. Let me tell you something. You go to the gym and work out your doing good come on listen to me don't matter how you do it just go to the gym and work out just be there so don't matter how you read or pray read and pray amen everybody gonna tell you you're doing it wrong you're not doing it long enough you're not doing it too long just do it just do it some exercise is better than no exercise some reading of the word is better than no reading of the word some prayer is better than no prayer but stay with me we have to exercise, and there's many times that I go, listen, I go to the gym. I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to be there. I do not like working out. It's not fun. I, I, my, dad, my dad says he's never seen a happy jogger. Amen. You ever see anybody jogging down the road with a huge smile on their face? You don't see happy joggers. Amen. But I was talking to my friend David the other day. He's in pretty good shape, and we were talking, and I said, man, you're lucky because you like to work out. You like it. We, we would get done playing basketball sometimes, like for an hour or two, and we'd be on the way home. He said, I'm going to CrossFit. Are you kidding me? We just worked out. You're going to go work out again? Or he'd be coming from CrossFit. And, and you see people and you think, man, they like Some people say, I like to work out. Some people like it. I don't like it. But he made a great statement, and I want to tie this in tonight. And I didn't really know this was the case. Because, listen, you might look at me. 
Say, man, he, he loves to pray. He loves to read the word. He loves, there's days that I love it, but he made a great statement. He said, I don't love to work out. He said, I love the results. Amen. I don't love to pray all the time. I don't love always to be in the word. I'm just, oh, I just love this so much. But I love the results in my life from praying and reading every single day. Y'all with me? I love the results. And the fact is, is if you work out consistently and you move this body and you do something to work it, it's going to respond. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be happy with you. It's going gonna, it's gonna to look better. It's going to feel better. We do the same thing in the spirit. We have to understand the relationship. Do you realize how much, and this is not an exercise message, but let me tell you something. When you're moving, it's hard for the devil to catch you. It's, you know, when those animals are moving in the jungle, it's a little hard. The lion's like, dude, I'm going to go after the one that can't move. I, I use that example all the time in those videos. You see those lions chasing that, and they're like, they're, it's stu- they're, sometimes they're dumb because they chase the fast one. And they're like, they, they, they just chase and chase and chase, and finally they stop, and they realize that they're big ogres, and they're, big, they're kings of the jungle, but they're not the smartest thing in the jungle, amen? And they realize, you know what? I could probably find some animal laying down somewhere with a broke leg or lazy. Why am I chasing this fast gazelle around? It's got to be easier food. That's what Satan will do with us. If you stay active, if you're not in the same place all, this, all the time, if you're not in a place of laziness, he's not going to work on you because he's going to go find somebody easier. Yeah. He's going to go find someone that's not going to hit him back. Amen. Amen. He's going to go find someone. He's going to go find easy prey. So I'm going to close in just a moment, but I want you to think about this. I, I had another thought. How many have ever seen a skinny person run, running? Anybody? Okay, stay with me. When I, when I go in to do my little warm-up before I do what I hate, which is working out, and I thank God for my daughter who pushes me, amen, and tells me we, we have a great relationship outside of that gym. But I, I get on my little, little bike or a little stair thing or whatever just to warm up, and I, and I, send, I see skinny people. And your thought, what's your thought when you see a skinny person on a treadmill? What's your thought? Why are they doing that? Exactly. Come on, be real. Why is that skinny person on the treadmill? For one, that's why they're skinny. For two, it's how they stay skinny. And for three, it don't always matter what you look like on the outside because physically, they might not be good on the inside, and they got to take care of their heart. You hear those people, you see them skinny, like, you don't need to take care of yourself. They may have a bad heart. Yeah. So you, someone might look at us as believers. Hopefully, we look skinny and fit in the Lord. Amen? Hopefully, that's how the world sees us, skinny and fit and strong. But they might look at us and think, why are they praying? Why are they reading the Word? Because of the results. Because of the results. There's results. You can't, you can't exercise your spirit. You can't exercise prayer. You, you think anything you do in prayer and reading the Word is going to come back void? It's going to come back good. It's going to strengthen you. 
And I'm telling you, listen closely. I, I think I said this to somebody this week, but I was trying to remember what I said. It's basically the idea is, he's, and I, it kind of goes back to what I said saying, he's not going to pick on those people. Do you remember what I told you? I think it was you. I said something. You might. I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I'll think of it later because I can't remember it either. I remember telling you something, and it was good at the time. Amen. No pressure. It was good. All right, let me close with this. Think about this. How much do I stretch my mind? How much do I stretch my spirit? How much do I stretch my faith? Oh, my faith is weak. Why? Because you're not exercising it. Muscles that don't get exercised get weak. Amen. And so I'm, I'm, we've got to exercise it. Now, we have a lot of thoughts coming at us. We have a lot of ideology coming at us. The further we get away from the cross, time-wise, the more crazy things are going to get. The more wild the ideas are going to be. The more crazy the, 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 the satanic lies are going to become. And the more we have to come back to the, to the Word and read it and take it as it is and not allow um, our mind to think for itself. Watch me. Listen closely to this as I close. Don't let your mind think for itself. The Bible says to renew your mind through the, transform your mind, transform your mind through the renewing of it, not thinking like the world thinks. Romans 12. Not to be conformed to the thinking of the world. So listen to this story as I close. A friend that was a famous, uh, once told a famous poet, that he didn't believe in giving religious instruction to a small child. And that's funny because the verse I sent out today about Proverbs 22.6. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. So it says, he says, I don't believe in giving religious instruction to a small child. That's what he said to this poet. He insisted every young person must, and this is, this, would be, this is exactly what our school institutions are teaching, the government's teaching. He insisted that every young person must have an open mind when he chooses his faith. Open mind. Without replying to his statements, the poet invited his visitor into the backyard to look at his garden. And he, he was surprised to see that a part of it, part of the garden, was in bad need of attention. He says, why do you have all these weeds here? This area over here, this, this part of the garden looks beautiful, and this part of the garden is nothing but weeds. Why? The poet answered, I didn't want to infringe on the liberty of that plot of ground. I wanted to make sure I gave it its place to express itself and choose its own product, productivity. And all of a sudden that man, okay, I got you. If you have a part of your life that you're not cultivating and working on and disciplining, then it'll do whatever the devil wants. Whatever the devil wants. That's an idle area. That's not that big. You say, oh, that's not that big of a deal. Well, if you would step back and look at your life, there's weeds growing. Weeds. And sometimes weeds are pretty. How many have ever seen pretty weeds? Sometimes it's hard to tell which one's the weed and which one's the grass. But the weed is, yeah, weed's killing the productivity in the life of that person. And so we have to make a decision tonight that I'm not going to give an inch. And I should have said less. I'm not going to give a centimeter. I don't know what the smallest thing is on the, ra on the ruler. Millimeter. A, a, a millionth of a millimeter. Amen? Amen. 
Whatever, whatever's the absolute smallest, non even visible line, we can't give that to the devil. Amen. Cannot give that to the devil. Amen. We cannot give him a place, a foothold, a, an area in our lives and say, well, I'm, you know, that's not that big of a deal. Listen, every area is big. Every area is big because that's an area where Satan can come in and set camp up. And before you know it, your garden of your life looks pretty good, but over here's some weeds. And thank God for the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit will come in and say, hey, those weeds over there, let's deal with them. How'd that, how'd that happen, God? How, I've, been, I've been putting out my pre-emergent. I've been putting out the weed killer. How'd that happen? Well, you missed a spot, and I'm going to show you where it is. You got negligent in that area. You let that area go a little bit. You got lazy over there. You got idle. Read the word every day. Pray every day without ceasing. Because I'm telling you, church, if you don't, the devil is just waiting, and he's patient. He's patient. Try to find a way, an area, a crack to come in. And, and let alone a big, big area, he'll just come barging right in. But he's just looking for a crack in your, in your armor. That's why we got it. The Bible says we got to put on the full armor of God every single day. We got to put on the shield of faith, the blessed breastplate of righteousness, that belt of truth, shod our feet with the gospel of peace. Put on that helmet of salvation. Grab that sword of the Spirit every single day. Because the day you don't is the day He'll come give you a blow. And it might be a blow to put you down for a few weeks. And so stop asking the question, why am I so weak? Because you have disregarded an area. Now look at when we get sick. Is it always our fault when we get sick? No. Sickness comes in. Sickness comes in. But there's always something that's lacked. There's always, maybe we didn't wash our hands. We didn't cover our note. We didn't cover our, when we, when we sneeze. We, there's some little area where that little sickness comes in. We, we, ate, we ate something that wasn't right. There's always something that happens. We've got to guard ourselves. We've got to guard ourselves. Guard ourselves. Guard ourselves in these things. Make sure that our minds are lining up with the Word of God. If we have a question, go to the Word. Say, God, what does your Word say about this? And line it up with the word. Amen? When we read and we pray, we're working our spiritual muscles. Amen? We're working our spiritual muscles. Let's do it every day. Father, I pray tonight that your word has come forth. You've spoken. I, I pray for everyone that's here and everyone that's not here that will hear this online. That God is a church tonight of the living God. That we would be, we would be careful. Careful, God. Careful to make sure that we do not put our guard down, that we do not give the devil an inch, that we do not give the devil a millimeter, that we do not give the devil a door to come in because he's watching and waiting and looking for whom he can devour, whom he can destroy. But we thank you tonight, God, that you give us the strength to stand. And when we've done everything to stand, we stand, God, on your word. Your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And you will guide us in the truth today, God. You, you're with us, and if you're with us and you're for us, who can be against us? As your heads are bowed and eyes are closed tonight, I really believe the Lord has spoken to some people. I really believe this is a message that, that could really do some prevention. Really, really prevent some things. 
Because you might not even know it tonight and you're in danger. You might be in danger and not even know it. You might be spiritually idle and lazy and the devil's just about to throw a blow and this message might save you tonight from, from having that blow come because you're going you're gonna to get back in the Word tomorrow. You're going to get back into prayer. You're going to make sure that you're exercising like, like a muscle. I'm making sure I get in the Word. I'm making sure I pray. I'm making sure I'm putting up my shield of faith. I'm making sure I've got my righteousness on my breastplate. I'm making sure that I'm covering myself from all the strategies and all the fiery darts of the enemy. So I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to lose this battle. I'm going to win. I'm going to win. Tonight in this place, if you don't have Jesus in your, Lord, as you, in your heart as Lord, give him that place. Give him that place tonight. Jesus, come into my life. Be Lord of my life. Be master of my life. Be king of my life. Be savior of my life. Father, take control tonight of everything that I am and everything that I think and everything that I do. Satan, I'm not going to allow you to discourage me. I'm not going to allow you to lie to me. The blood of Jesus is against you and you have no power in my life. I declare that tonight in Jesus' name. As we stand tonight, we're going to open up the altars. Let's find a place. Let's find a place tonight. As they begin to minister in song, let's speak to God. Let's, let's ask the Lord to forgive us for laziness. Let's ask the Lord to forgive us for idleness. Let's ask the Lord to help us to understand that our prayer life and our reading of the Word is a muscle that we're exercising that will keep us strong and will give us resistance against the lies of the devil. Father, I thank you tonight for your healing virtue, for your power and your strength in this place. Lord, you have spoken to us tonight and we now receive it and walk in it. In Jesus' mighty name, Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. Hallelujah. Find that place tonight. Speak to God. Talk to Him. Pray to Him. Exercise that muscle of faith tonight. God will help you. He's on your side. He's with you tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.